All right. Welcome back, Better Everyday Podcast listeners. I'm your host, Brad Weems. Today's guest is a friend of mine since 2006, one of the first true hustlers I knew before hustling became cool. A father of two girls and the next big thing on the invite-only app, Clubhouse. Today's guest is Jared Allman. What's up, brother? Hey, man. Wow, that's a, that's a pretty pretty powerful introduction. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, no problem, man. Um, so Jared and I go way back uh, in college. I was looking for some work um, just to make some extra dollars. And ironically, there was a brand, gosh, Jared, what was it? in the eighties that was uh, surfer brand, uh, yeah. Jimmy's. Yep. And um, so anyway, they, uh, Eric Pistol rebought uh, the Jimmy's name and started uh, this apparel line. And how many stores were there, Jared? There was just seven across the entire country. Yeah. So there were seven stores across the whole country. And one of them was in my hometown of Morristown, Tennessee, ironically. That's and, crazy when you say it out loud like that. <laughs> I know because Morristown is the Mecca and where all things take place. But uh, Jared, you were what an assistant manager at Jimmy's. Yeah. At first. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I go in and I interview and um, I get the job there and working with Jared. And um, I tell you what, this guy, he showed me what it meant to, to hustle. Uh, I'm sitting there working with Jared. He'll get him in. Uh, our jeans were like our, our go-to item at Jimmy's. And next thing you know, Jared had like six other pieces over their door and like basically just force feeding them to, uh, to try this stuff on. And all of a sudden you just see him upselling and bringing the store more money. So, uh, he, he really at an early age taught me what hustling looked like. So thank you for that, man. Well, Hey man. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. You know, part of the, part of that hustle was, um, it's, it's an interesting piece, right? Because when people go to buy jeans, very, I mean, nobody just wears jeans by themselves when they go out in public. So part of that hustle was like, yeah, there's dollars associated with it, but you got to help that customer feel good about what they're purchasing. And by adding other pieces to it, um, just trying to treat people the way I'd want to be treated when I go shopping. Yeah, definitely. It's a, it's about the outfit. It's not about uh, just one single piece, but um, anyway, got off on a little tangent there, but let's talk more about you on a personal level, your family, what you do for work, uh, and whatever else is going on in life. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> you know, as Brad mentioned in the introduction, I do have two little girls. I have a five-year-old, um, well, she'll be six this year and I have a three, uh, two-year-old. It'll be three later this, uh, in May. Um, and I, uh, I pivoted away from the retail world, about six years ago into the software as a service industry. And I work for, I currently work for an e-learning company called Skillsoft. And the two portfolios that I support are uh, legal compliance, which is all the fun stuff like harassment training. Um, we do some actor shooter training, and then we have an environmental safety and health catalog um, that we support. And a lot of that content kind of aligns to OSHA requirements. Um, and so that's what I do from a work perspective. Um, and then a deep passion of mine personally is I'm really fascinated with organizational culture and how to really make an impact in that. And so that kind of led me to um, getting on Clubhouse and, and experiencing that event, um, kind of what Brad alluded to earlier was getting on uh, a platform 
that is audio only was really unique to me and it was invite only. And I learned about that platform back in the spring of last year. And FOMO was a real deal for me. I was like, man, I got to get on this. And I didn't have any friends that could send me an invite to get on there. And one day I was scrolling on LinkedIn and I actually found um, a customer of mine that posted, hey, I got three invites. If, if anybody wants one, hit me up in the DMs. I'll, 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 get, you, I'll get you hooked up. So I hit her up and she sent me on there. And um, it's really changed a lot uh, for me, not just from a business perspective, but my personal life, my personal brand. Um, and so that's kind of what's taken me from, you know, just my business life, I guess. Yeah. So let's backtrack just a minute, Jared. So if there's a person listening right now and th there is a big part of the population, I feel that uh, falls into this, um, that doesn't know what Clubhouse is. Can you like further elaborate and explain what that app is? Yeah, sure. So Clubhouse is an audio only application where in this environment you, you would create um, what are called rooms that are led by moderators. And the moderators would be kind of uh, thought leadership on a particular topic. Um, and then you would have people in the audience that could come to their speak, come to their come to their room and listen to them speak, but also interact with those conversations. So you can there's a raise your hand button where you can get engaged and interact with the speakers. And that component of interactivity really, really appealed to me on a personal level, but also on a, a branding level. Yeah. And so, I mean, you basically had the opportunity with Clubhouse to interact with people that you would never get in front of or have the opportunity to uh, possibly even, you know, talk to by raising your hand in a room. So, yeah, it's 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 an awesome experience because, um, you know, you, you can interact with people. You know, a prime example for me was there was a um, C-suite executive that I had been wanting to speak with at this very large adult beverage company. Um, and uh, they were in a room giving us giving a speech about culture. And I raised a question, interacted with them. We connected on LinkedIn and now they're in my funnel from a business perspective. So it was someone that I had been chasing for like six months to try to meet. But this little interaction of, I don't know, maybe three to five minutes led to this awesome relationship where now we're, you know, it's transcending and it's hopefully it's going to equate to some dollars. Yeah, without a doubt. So let's touch base a little bit more on how it has changed you from a personal and career level since uh, being on the app. Yeah. So um, one of the components within the app um, they have what's called clubs and a club is kind of um, an environment where you can set rooms to have different topics in. So um, initially when I got on the app, the clubs were, you had to lead a room, three consecutive rooms to, to show that you were worthy of creating a club. And as clubhouse grew at that time, there was only about 4 million users. Currently there's a little over 10 million and it's only on ios they just hired two months ago they hired some android developers and are looking to roll out the app to everybody um, in may which is going to be amazing because then it's not going to be just exclusive to iphone users um, but from a club perspective you know you have a club and whatever that topical area of that club is then you can align rooms that get a little bit more granular uh, that dotted line back to that club and they open it up to everybody once they realize that here's an opportunity for people to create clubs. 
So I saw this as an opportunity because in what I do from a professional perspective, there's a big gap where you have the vendor, which would be me, and then you have the buyer, which are within all these organizations. And oftentimes there's a huge disconnect between those two people and they simply rely on Google search, which is which is a great source. But Clubhouse gives the ability to interact with that. So I thought it'd be great to have a club, um, a learning and development club that would give the ability for both parties to get on there and have just an open conversation, not a sales conversation, no pressure, just like, hey, um, CHRO, what what's important to you? And then from a vendor perspective, here's what we're doing from a content rollout. Here's what we see in the industry. So it gives you kind of firsthand knowledge for you to make informed decisions. Yeah. And so for listeners, like, for example, um, you guys could just hop in and join our conversation if this was a clubhouse room, which is really cool. And, you know, maybe Jared and I have a topic for the day and we're jamming and then you guys interject. And let's say that Jared's a big time guy. And all of a sudden, like he was saying a moment ago, now you have that connection with Jared and the sky's the limit, what you do with that and how you grow, whether it's personally, um, you know, learning or professionally. So, um, but yeah, Jared just recently started moderating rooms. And um, so how's that been different from the perspective of being in a room and listening versus now being in charge of the room? Like, what have you seen as first progression uh, since doing that? So it's, it's really been a huge learning curve because I've moderated probably about six rooms. And initially I thought, um, Naively, I was like, oh, I got this. I don't need to do any research. I can hop up on stage. Here's a topic I want to chat about and people will show up. Well, that was a failed approach, right? There was like five people in the room, which was fine. I mean, the, the size of the room doesn't necessarily matter. The message makes an impact. That's what's important. But um, I wasn't able to um, manage the room correctly. And what I mean by manage the room correctly is each person on Clubhouse, similar to every social media platform, has a profile. It says, you know, who you are, you, you have the ability to create it however you like. But most um, clubhouse profiles have who you are, what your interests are, um, hobbies, perhaps. And so I, to make it really interactive, I was trying to read people's profiles in the room and bring them up on stage to have a conversation and active listen to what the conversation was unfolding. And I did a really poor job because it was just me trying to do all that. Mm -hmm. So as I progressed through, through moderating more rooms, I found other professionals that are, that may have a, a little bit bigger following than me or might have a stronger voice in uh, the niche area of HR or leadership um, or emotional intelligence. And I said, hey, I, I created this club. We're the largest learning and development club on Clubhouse right now. We have 300 followers and we have about 98 members. I would love for, for you and I to chat about co-moderating a room together. And Brad, I gotta tell you, man, like their response was like, yes. Um, and so every Monday I have a strategy call with two of the co-moderators who are actually gonna be doing a room um, later today on victim mindset. And um, the strategy is to have co-moderators because now you can still actively listen, but now you have a teammate that could help, you know, view profiles and ask questions. They're going to be super engaging. Um, so I think it's going to be very helpful. 
That's awesome. Um, so uh, let's talk a little more. I want to kind of get more. Um, I want to expose the listener to more about this hustle mentality that I've known since I first met you. And uh, where did that come from? Oh, man, I guess if I had to uh, pick one place where it came from is so I grew up a, um, an army brat. So my dad was in the army for 35 years. And so what that meant for me was that every two to four years we were up and moving. So I had to like meet, try out for new teams, meet new friends, always like just be very open to doing everything with everybody. And so I think that actually helped propel me into um, just just taking that into my everyday life was like, okay, like here's here's a new challenge. Let's just get after it and, and try to be the best at it. Um, and so I think that's where the the competitiveness really started. Maybe competitiveness is the wrong word, um, but th- I think that's what I would attribute it to. Gotcha. So obviously you're motivated to meet people if you're moving all the time, but in a, like a business or professional setting, how do you keep going and, you know, keeping that determination to have that hustle whenever you don't see an ROI or it paying off? Yeah. So great question. So as cheesy as it might sound, I really believe in the 1% better. And so if I can have a conversation with, with clients or people, regardless if they buy anything from me or not, if I can make an impact on them that improves their day or makes them think about something that could help them out by, by 1% to me, that's a win. And how do I measure that? Well, I don't have, you know, a fancy dashboard that says, oh, you got that 1%. Good job, Jared. What I do have is people that tell me, that send me handwritten notes that, hey, man, thanks for posting this on LinkedIn. It really inspired me. Or people sending me video messages on LinkedIn. Hey, Jared, um, our conversation on Clubhouse really helped me see X, right? And that doesn't have any direct dollar correlation to it. But it really, really helped that person in whatever struggle that they were having that day. And to me, that's that's way more important than money, because when you start, when you come from a place of giving, the money just comes. You don't have to mm-hmm. chase it and necessarily grind it. I remember customers that we would have at Jimmy's and, um, you know, when they walked in, you already knew based on the interactions you had with them, what their style was and the new pieces that you could throw at them. To, to try on just based on that interaction and, uh, you know, s- attention to detail that you had. Um, it was really cool. Yeah, man. Well, it's, it's important, right? People buy from people, but if you build that rapport with them and again, it just goes back to like making them feel special. And if they don't buy anything from you, they don't buy anything from you now, but when the time is right and they need a specific need for whatever you're selling or whatever, whatever kind of hustle you have, they're going to remember that you stood out in the crowd and you gave them sound advice or you coached them in a certain area to improve their life or improve their skill set. And so when they do come, when it does come time to make that purchase, you know, back in the day buying jeans or now looking at building out a culture of learning, they're going to go, yeah, I need to go and talk to that dude because he gave me some really good advice. And so, yeah, that's, that's important. Well, I mean, I've always said this, um, people won't remember that pair of jeans or that outfit that they bought from you, but they'll remember the way you made them feel. And you know, that, 
that's uh, that's long lasting. So, um, who are you paying attention to or listening to that uh, motivates you? You know, to be better every day. Oh man, that's that's kind of a loaded question, right? The list is. <laughs> um, so so, I guess for me. Like my my morning routine is um, it might be a little bit different. Um, so read, write, and listen every single morning. And so from a listening perspective, um, I think kind of probably all the usual suspects that a lot of people probably listen to to stay motivated, like Jocko, um, David Goggins is another big one that I'm really into because he has that fiery like mindset that. You know he's not going to quit at whatever he does um so from a motivational perspective those are two guys that i listen to and read read their books to help um, keep me motivated and then from a business perspective it's really all over the spectrum um, a lot of the stuff that i read from a business perspective is more about understanding the human psyche and why people do things so it's more of a book related thing than actual listening to voices um you know, Simon Sinek is a big one, but uh, I don't really have any podcasts. I used to listen to a lot of podcasts back in the day before Clubhouse came came about. Um, and so my, my podcast listening has declined a bit because now I can go into a room and speak directly to the podcaster, right? Mm -hmm. And say, hey, like, what, what motivates you to do X? And go, oh, okay, cool. That's, I, I never thought of it that way. Where in the podcast format, I could listen to it and, and learn components from it. But if I ever had a question, it, it became a little bit more challenging to either reach out via email or call to that podcaster and ask them a, a further question. How about you, man? Who 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 do you listen to to, to get you fired up and, and inspire you? Well, <clears throat> I'm a big uh, Gary V. Now he, you know, it's, you got to take him in doses though. Um, Sometimes yeah. I really resonate with his stuff. And then other days it's just overkill. You can only hear so many times that he took his, his dad's package store from three to 60 million. And, um, you know, yeah, but, uh, I tend to pay more attention to people, uh, within my field. And so mm -hmm. one of, you know, one of my go-tos is a guy that I actually had on the podcast a couple months ago is Stu Brower, um, out of Charlotte. So Stu, was a gym owner at one point, uh, purchased his own piece of commercial real estate and then um, started a consulting business for gym owners. And um, I tell you, his, he puts out just a ton of free content and it's not always gym related. So even someone like yourself could benefit from uh, some of the stuff he's spitting out. And like, I know Leighton here, he's even messaged Stu a few times and Stu will always He's like Gary Vee in the fact that he'll always message you back, um, you know, whether he makes a dollar off, off of you ever or not. So um, I like uh, a guy named Jason Kalipa. He's also he was a former CrossFit Games athlete, gym owner. Um, he is probably the most successful CrossFit gym owner uh, in the world. And um, I mean, he's met with Gary Vee and um so he's doing big things, but, um, I guess that's it. Um, always want to listen to something that I can make applicable on a, a daily basis or like that day, 
you know, hearing mm-hmm. Gary V talk about Bitcoin doesn't help me today necessarily. So like yeah. some, of the, some of the stuff that Stu will spit out will help customer interactions at the gym that day. So, but. yeah, I like, I like Gary V too. Um, but you're right. Like taking his message in doses is key. Um, but what I like, what I like about Gary is when he's out in public, his interaction with people is so genuine, man. Like that's, that's what's, that's what draws me to him is that when he's, he's true to himself, regardless of what event he's in, he's not like big time on the stage in front of thousands of people. And then doesn't give you the time of day if you bump into him at the airport. And I really appreciate that. Yeah, that's cool. I think, you know, giving to other to others without asking is it seems uh, like a lost cause at times, but that's just a winner's mindset. And uh, if you're passionate about something, it'll come back to you. So a thousand percent, man. Life is a giver's game, right? As soon as people understand that component about life, they're going to win on every on every level, business in their relationships. Um, being a parent, like across the board, if, as soon as you understand that mindset, it's, 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 it's awesome. Yeah. So what are your personal goals with clubhouse and like, what, where do you see this app going? Like, what are your predictions with it? Yeah. So, um, I think, you know, they already have the ability to monetize on it. Um, I don't look at it as, uh, an opportunity to make money. Um, I, I think, it is, um, I, I don't know how, what the future of Clubhouse is going to be. And the reason why I say that is because all the other social media platforms have seen what Clubhouse has done. And now you're seeing them kind of um, copy their style a bit, right? Like I think Twitter might have something similar to Clubhouse from a voice only perspective. I think Instagram either has or might be working on something. And I know that LinkedIn recently announced that they're going to have an audio only component. But I think of so I don't know the future of like what Clubhouse is going to hold as a platform. But for me, I'm going to continue to use Clubhouse as an opportunity to build a personal brand that can help people. Um, And if I need to pivot to another platform to continue that voice, I'm I'm going to be able to do that. But I think. so yeah, so Clubhouse is is a really special app to me because I've met some amazing people on there, um, and uh, yeah, so I think it's just going to be another another avenue to connect directly with people and make an impact with them. That kind of cuts through the noise of sending an email or a text or um, picture based, maybe perhaps on on Instagram. Yeah, definitely. Uh, how many invites do you have right now in case a listener wanted to invite <laughs> to be on clubhouse or do you not give those away freely so i'm I, I i well let me just throw up the little asterisk behind in front of this statement certainly i give them away freely not a problem hit me up i'll gladly give them to you i got about five or six sitting in my in my inbox the the issue is um when i say i give them away freely um i gotta make sure a couple things when i give someone my invite because when you invite somebody to Clubhouse and they create their profile, it shows at the bottom of your profile who invited you, who invited you to the platform, right? And so if you invite, just haphazardly invite anybody and you give away those invites and they get on the platform and are, um, you know, do something inappropriate or, or talk about something that could be offensive, 
I just don't want my name or my brand associated with that type of um, uh, that type of uh, talk or reflection. And so, um, knowing a little bit more about what what their the person's why is, like, why do you want to get on Clubhouse? You want to get on Clubhouse to see what it's about? Okay, cool. That may not be something somebody that I would give an invite to, but if it's somebody that's like, hey, man, I really want to get on Clubhouse because, and they give me a defined reason why, and then. Um, me connect with them and learn about how they're going to use Clubhouse, that's somebody I'd be like, cool, yeah, here's an invite, dude. Have at it. So basically what Jared's saying is message me and send $25 for a background check. <laughs> we might yeah. send you an that, That's right. That's right. No, I mean, I, I, you know, I just don't want, because there are stories where people, early days Clubhouse, where they gave invites to anybody and somebody got on there and opened a hate speech room and that got them banned completely from Clubhouse, but it also got the person that invited them, and they were a pretty big influencer on a lot of social media platforms, banned from Clubhouse as well, only because of the direct correlation. So I'm just really cautious of that, um, particularly, you know, I want to use Clubhouse for all it's good. Definitely. So Jared and I, actually, we hadn't touched base in, I don't know, do what, six to eight years? It's and been a hot minute. <laughs> and, uh, but you know, when I was living in Knoxville, we were hanging out every day, working out, whatnot. Um, but clubhouse has been, you know, I'm not on there near as much as you are, Jared, like you're on there literally every time I get on there, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, getting on there and being invited by Aaron Dodge, who was a guest on the podcast uh, a couple of months ago, it has reconnected this in our relationship. And so, um, for listeners, uh, you know, Jared and I, we both see each other out there working and um, we actually connect on a weekly basis now and just, Hey, how's your week going? What are you doing to get better? And then there's weeks where we're challenging each other. Hey, by the end of next week, you got to get this done. So I've gotten Jared um, to, to get into video on LinkedIn. He's been doing some of that. And when you got here like that, why wouldn't you, you know, but <laughs> I've been doing video for a while, uh, started the podcast, but, um, you know, <clears throat> that's an area that Jared hadn't been doing. So that's one of the yeah, ways so to I, and, and getting better from our weekly talks. Yeah, man. I, I, I can't tell you, like, I look forward to those chats on, on so many different levels. One on a personal level, you know, both us being dads, it's always cool to cut up about stuff like that. Being husbands talking about life. It's good to have that outlet, especially a good friend that you've been friends with for a long time. And then also on that professional challenge, like you were saying, Hey man, like, you have a voice, dude, like start doing video. And I'm like, eh, I don't know. So thank you for challenging me to do that. My video game is super weak right now on LinkedIn. I, I, I dabbled with it, but what I have been doing uh, um, from a video component, which I think is very beneficial and has really helped me out a, a lot is when I do connect with people on Clubhouse via LinkedIn, the first message I send them is a video message thanking them for connecting with me. And I can't tell you like that alone cuts through the noise, dude. These these people that I connect with via via the video absolutely love it. And these are some big name people in the industry, some thought leaders um, in, in the industry that see those videos and they're like, oh, cool. 
this is really cool. And they'll send me a note or they'll even write me a hand thank you card, which is total next level, old school, but still awesome. So um, I never would have dabbled in that had you not been like, dude, you you post a lot. I don't see any videos. <laughs> yeah, um, I actually have, have done that with prospective members at the gym before. So I'll send them a video me message, which is kind of creepy when they don't know you. But I'll be like, hey, it's Brad from the gym. And uh, I'll be walking around the gym and kind of showing them our facility. And then they walk in the door next week to try us out. And they've already got a name and a face. Mm -hmm. So it just, um, you can't interpret someone's tone of voice or how they're saying something in text. But there's no denying it when you see video and facial expressions and tone of voice. So, yeah. You're right. You're right. It's a shame that that we never got to release our world premiere video of our band. Maybe that's for another conversation. Oh, man, we've got to talk about this. So, <laughs> gosh, what were we in Nashville for? We went to uh, we went to Nashville to see UT. They were playing. This was back in the Chris Lofton days when they, they played. Um, yes, yes. Oklahoma State or, yes. or some, some team like that in Nashville. Yeah, so we we got G'd up from the feet up, as uh, Jared used to say. <laughs> and we were wearing these awesome outfits from the store. And we had went to a bar that was kind of like underground. And they're like, what's the name of your band? Like, uh, Jared, these people are thinking we're in a band. He's like, let's rock with it, dude. Let's, let's just tell <laughs> them we're in a band. Yep. <laughs> that was the, the night that the Red was the <laughs> that's band, right the red yep but uh the band <laughs> yeah uh, all of a sudden we had people buying us drinks just for yeah, wearing clothes from our store it was it was awesome yeah it was a good time yeah but dude thanks for hopping on the podcast today absolutely um, man i loved it thank you for this opportunity yeah and just all the knowledge bombs of uh clubhouse and hustling and your inspirations so um We'll be catching up, I was going to say next week. Um, I'm on vacation next week. I'm in Destin. And you got a move coming up. When's, when's the move taking place? Yeah, so we're closing here in Knoxville this Friday. And then um, I'll be in the new house uh, May 3rd. Okay. So, yeah, I'll be packing up and dealing with all the, the fun stuff. You know how that is, man. You you recently just moved, so you know all the fun stress. That it's crazy. We just reconnected. Uh, you've got a, a five and a two, which is where I'm at. And then just I just moved, and you're moving now. And, uh, you know, two people just out there trying to get a little bit better, but all these crazy distractions going on around us. But um, Yeah, it's nuts. It's not by coincidence, I don't think so. But brother, thank you for hopping on. I'll talk to you soon. Uh, have a good weekend. And listeners, appreciate you uh, listening today, and we'll catch up with you soon.